Hala, 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 hala. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Sucks. I am your host, Eric Hudzik. I am going to get on the phone with Osho. And boy, do we have a conversation. You got a, We got a great show for you today. So listen up. How you doing, Osho? I'm doing good. And you? I am doing very, very, very well. Good. Hey, what happened to Bitcoin? It's going up. Going up? It went way, way down, I thought. Oh, you, yeah, but now it's going back up. Oh, okay. I just checked it and it looked like it was like at 54 or something like that. Yeah, it was down to 50, so it went up $4,000. Thank oh, goodness. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? I think everybody's buying at 50. Yeah, I bet they are. Yeah. When I say that's the big money, the smart money, they're buying at 50. They did. They bought the dip. Mm-hmm. Um, How much did you buy? This time around, I didn't because it's a little, it, Bitcoin's getting a little expensive for me. Really? Well, I can buy like a little tiny bit, you know, bit of a Bitcoin, but um, it's not going to help me. It's not going to look like anything. You know what I mean? Like a drop in the uh, bucket, a drop of water in a bucket. You know how that goes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to invest in? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm thinking about other things. I'm looking at different uh, the startup projects that they have. We're talking about like a fraction of a cent. Some of these are. And they, they have places where you can go. And before they even get listed, you can buy some. And usually when they get listed, bang, it goes up. And I'm talking 100%, 200% in like one day. And then a lot of guys, a lot of people uh, get it, they buy it, and then, then they sell it. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess. It, it, it's one way to do um and then I have other smaller projects that are not quite there. They're over the, you know, a percentage of a cent. Uh, some are, a, let's see, is anything a few cents? Even the few cents are far and few between. Now it's all, um, now it's all a uh, few dollars or a hundred dollars. Uh, there is one that you probably never heard of. It's almost two thousand dollars. It's a coin. It's called Maker. Have you ever heard of Maker? No, no, not at all. Well, the thing that that I don't even own a full maker. I can't. I, I mean, I could, but I I don't feel as strongly as I do about Bitcoin. I feel Bitcoin is like Elon Musk is getting ready to you know use it for shopping on Mars. So I mean, it's going to be the the <laughs> currency <laughs> currency for all planets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but this maker, kind of the same same effect as far as quantity of them there's only going to be so many made supposedly and uh yeah that's why the the number is like almost it's almost a two thousand dollar coin well you know that is so interesting but it's uh, it's sort of like in a way like beta and vhs do you think uh, one is going to take over and the rest are just going to be like if you want a world currency you can't have two different kind of bitcoins out there three different kinds i wouldn't think well that's funny that you said that that's what they're working on right now. A lot of these projects are exactly what you just talked about. Because right now for, well, I don't want to say Bitcoin, but probably, yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the neat thing about Bitcoin, Bitcoin is what it is. And the, nobody wants it changed. And we don't want it to be scaled or better or use it for more things. Just a store of value. That's all we want Bitcoin to be. That's it. Now, these other projects are going out. Like, it's funny that you said that. Now, Ethereum is where a lot of transactions are taking place. Smart contracts, 
uh, decentralized finance. All that stuff is off of the Ethereum network. But if you want to make a transaction and you just have a few dollars here and there, the gas, gas fees are insane. They'll, they have a fee for the transaction. Could be 20 bucks, could be 40 bucks, could be 60 bucks. In fact, right now they're having a, um, you can get a free Pokemon egg and it could be worth money in the NFT space. That's a whole nother thing that we haven't even touched on really. Uh, but, um, the thing is, you got to pay the fees, and it's about twenty bucks. I heard for the fee, you get the egg for free, and it might be like a valuable thing. It's almost like the um, Monopoly pieces at McDonald's when they had that contest. If you have a, a popular one, you might have a whole lot of money, and you'll probably get the usual, you know, the pawn, the one that everybody gets. But who knows? Mm-hmm. But well, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, and back to my what I was trying to say was, so now they have projects where they're trying to work everything together so the ethereum network is like one thing but then they have bridges and they have connections and they have other things where you can use multiple like you said between vhs well and now speaking of vhs and and um beta now with our player we always rent when we do rent discs we get them always for free, but that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, when we do that, uh, they have for Blu-ray, and wife won uh, a free Blu-ray disc. And normally in those things, they have a Blu-ray disc and a DVD disc, a regular one. So you could play cool. it on either, but you couldn't do that, so you had to do it digitally. So yeah. you've got three different ways to play this movie. What I'm trying to say is these different coins or different tokens, they're doing it where you'll be able to use maybe one with the other or like inter, inter, interusably, interchoosably, inter, interactively. No, nope, that's not the word, but you know, interchangeably. That's it, interchangeably. So you can be with one coin and use another coin, and it'll be doing the same thing. So who's going to win, right? That is the question. So like I said, I tried to um, get all of them. There's about three right now, Polkadot, there's Cardano, and then there is, of course, Ethereum, the big big daddy of them all. Uh, Ethereum still has more projects than the other two, but the other two are moving up, and their coins are a lot cheaper. But uh, I'm hoping all three will do well. And you know what's neat about it is you don't have to figure out what's going to happen at the end. You just got to figure out what's going to happen next few months, who's going to make money, and I think they all are. <laughs> yeah, that, that's interesting that you said that because – uh, I guess a lot of people are looking for the end, but most people, I think, are looking for now. And it's sort of like the stock market. Everyone in their 30s, 40s, and 50s are looking for it at the end, but people want to see what's happening right now. So that, that was interesting that you said that. Yeah, and a part of that is, remember, we just were talking about this initial coin offerings where there's something, a new project never been on the chart, and then they open that day. And then everybody makes their money right away. And, and, of course, a lot of people love that because it's an instant win. And you can either hold on to this stuff or you uh, take some out. The ideal, really, is to just hit those all the time. Hit that first pop. Take your money out that you originally invested in a little bit of profit and let the rest ride. I mean, that's a beautiful way to do it. So how how many percentages do they usually go up, do you think? Oh, it, like when they first le- when they first open, kind of thing. Like the first yeah. day depends on the project, of course. It depends on their market uh, valuation. Some will be a few million. Some will be uh, multi million. 
And it depends on how much, how good they are at advertising that it's happening. They need to get the word out because if the word doesn't get out and nobody puts money in, well, you're not going to get any money out because nobody put money in. It's kind of like the uh, Coinbase IPO. Everybody knows about it. Uh, Coinbase is going to have an IPO. Oh, my goodness, it's going to be huge. Of course, now they're talking about a valuation, a few billion, not a few billion, a hundred billion. 200 billion or some crazy number like that for an exchange. It's all digital. Um, and it's going to cost you a lot of money to get in. So that one, so yeah, there's, it's always, it's, it's a little bit like gambling because you got to take the, the good and the bad. You gotta, well, nobody knows about this one, but maybe it'll be huge. Or maybe you really believe in the project and it's only a few cents. You go, Oh, what the heck? Let's do it. So yeah, it's a really interesting. You can listen. Remember how we talked about the computer? You can know a little bit about it. I am just trying to figure out the money side of coins of of crypto, and even that is like you can. I listen to things for for hours and hours on end on this coin and that coin, this project, that project. What kind of project? NFTs. How great they are? Oh, how stupid they are! It depends on who you you know you talk to. It's it's just. The, the fields are wide open. So you were sort of saying if you put it in a dollar and it multiplies a million times, you get a million dollars back. Is that, is that right? Well, there was that one. I saw this on TikTok, your TikTok, by the way, Osho. I'm like looking at this thing and a kid goes, okay, you take this. It's called Safe Moon. And you... um it's hard to buy, so you can't just go and buy it. You got to do one thing to another thing, and if you do this, it's, he said, "What did he say? A million? It went from from a thirty dollar initial investment to a quarter of a million dollars." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, just sign me up for that!" I I just want to be in till I get the quarter mill, and then you know I'll, I'll get out. Hey, I'll keep my thirty in there for uh, for posterity's sake and keep it forever. But my goodness, that'd be great. Speaking of money, did you hear about a guy that uh, quit his job and he got paid his last check and how he got paid that last check? No, no, not at all. <laughs> this is one I really wanted to bring up and I wanted to get your take on it. And I'll tell you my take because I thought about it a while. But you, this is going to – I'm popping this right out at Osho right away. So he, he had no time to think about this. Here, here's what happened. So basically – from what I understand, a guy quit a job. He quit his job. He quit a position. So he had one more check to get paid, like a severance pay or the last check. And he got it all in pennies, oily pennies. Got it all in oily pennies on his driveway. But the amount of money that he got was $91,000. Oh, my goodness. So what is your take on that? What what do you feel bad for the guy? Do you feel what what's your, what, what what is your take on what what this situation is? First of all, I wonder what he was doing. You get ninety one thousand dollars for a paycheck. Uh, a paycheck, exactly. A paycheck, not his not a yearly thing. His last paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's a two week paycheck, that would be a lot of money. All and what do you mean by oily pennies? I think they made a messy on purpose. Oh, okay. So he, they got him double whammy, triple whammy, because it's in, in pennies there. What do I think about it? I'd have to think about that. That would be, I don't know. That's way beyond my comprehension. If someone came in here and gave me. Yeah, there, there you go. That's exactly where I went with it. Now, go ahead. Keep going. You know, dropped off. Let's say they owed me $10,000. They dropped it off in pennies. I don't know what I would do. 
and then you have to worry about the uh, thieves coming in and taking some. At night, you have to have it guarded because oh my gosh, yeah, right, ninety-one thousand dollars in pennies seems to be a whole lot, and you can't. I don't know. I I just can't figure that one out. I don't know what I would do. I, I'd cry for a while, I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, here here's what the uh, title of that article says. They show this huge pile. You know how you normally get gravel and you get a few tons of it and it's in that pile? Mm-hmm. That's what this these oil these pennies look like. It looks like gravel in the picture. Boss to his ex-employee, keep the change, all 500 pounds of it. Wow. So, guy gets paid in 504 pounds of pennies, oily, smelly pennies. Even a penny pincher wouldn't love. Now, be, uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Osho is is a uh, he. I, I can't. Well, I don't mean it in a bad way, but you're a penny pincher. <laughs> you you watch your money. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I just thought of something else. If he and it'd be illegal. I don't know if he could get away with it. But uh, penny is worth more than a penny. So if he melted these down or sold them for copper. He'd get more than $91,000. Yeah. Right. There's different ways to look at it. It's like, but then you were looking at the other way, and, I'm th- and I didn't even think about the security. Right away, I'm like, okay, I get somebody to help clean that up because I'll watch it. I will get, um, I don't even know who you'd get. Like, I was thinking landscaper, but they can't really help you. You need something with a really strong vacuum that can pick that up. I don't know. I was thinking a shovel, and still that would be bad. Where would you put it in buckets or in back of your car and in a double truck? Or- well, guess what? I, well, they have a picture of they have a picture of it in a wheelbarrow, which I thought of our friend uh, Rich Altman back in the day with the quarters in the in the wheelbarrow. Uh-huh. He's got it. Um, so yeah, so this guy Andreas Flatten said he left his job at AOK Walker Auto Works in November. He said he was supposed to get his final paycheck, but was having difficulty getting it. He even contacted the Georgia Department of Labor to get help. In mid-March, Flatten said he re- finally received the n- wait, 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 nine hundred fifteen dollars. Oh, I heard the wrong number. Nine hundred fifteen dollars he was owed. Or are they wrong? I thought it was. Well, five hundred. Well, you know what five hundred pounds of pennies is. is that nine hundred fifteen dollars, or is that probably probably that? Yeah, five hundred pounds. Uh, five hundred pounds is not a big big bulk thing. Ninety one thousand. I was wondering where someone can get that many pennies because of the penny shortage. Also, yeah, actually, that speaking of somebody who really wanted to say something, make a statement, he had to work hard for that. Okay, so it's ninety one thousand five hundred fifteen pennies. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so that's I don't know. That's not so bad. Okay, somebody does that to you. What, what what's your Okay, so the number has changed. So you're, I'm sure your thoughts have changed. <laughs> well, not not too much. Would 500 pounds fit in a wheelbarrow? Yeah, they they're showing it. It looks like there's nothing around the wheelbarrow. And the wheelbarrow is full. It's one of those heavy duty ones with the. Um, they almost look like those wheels that you would you'd sell for your tray kits back in the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's pretty heavy duty, but it's it's full to the top. It's not yeah. rounded, but it, it's flat and it's. 
Well, it's 500 and almost four pounds of, of pennies. Well, that's not too bad. You could almost take that to the bank and have them run it through their coin uh, changer and see how, you know, get it in, in a bills back then that way. Or, or you could have the world's biggest pile of pennies and have people pay to see it. That's true. I don't think there's ever been 91,515 pennies. Oh, and then you have people wish with that, and you have this little counter that would add it up as people threw money in there. And Maybe one day you would have $91,000 worth of pennies. <laughs> All right, so wild. He, so here we go, and here's where I imagine you, you and this guy are our soulmates. Here we go. Flatten said, or I would say Osho said, <laughs> his new routine is now to sit in his garage at night and clean off the pennies with the solution of dish soap, vinegar, and water. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the solution, it's hard to get the pennies clean. It said it took him about an hour and a half to clean off several hundred. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Remember how uh, Rich Altman used to uh, weigh his tokens? He would weigh not the tokens, but they were the the coupons, the the paper coupons. He would put them on a very delicate scale, and you could tell how many coupons you had. Do you remember that? Yes, I do, yeah. Well, well, I'm thinking if you were weighing the pennies, they would weigh more because they have all this oil on them also. So that's another little tidbit that I wanted to throw in there, just the, the weight of the oil. But it might be a couple quarts. It might be a gallon of oil. I'm not sure. Oh, he's got, he got a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> he can resell it. Yeah. Put it in his car. And, and no one would take the uh, oily pennies, I'm sure, so he has to clean them. And, and oil is really hard to get get off, right? That is tough. Yes. Copper or metal. Yes. By the way, everybody, Osho, years and years ago, told me this little idea, and I thought it was for security. You're talking about oily pennies. Nobody would take it. Well, Osho had this thing, because I will be... For purpose, um, perfectly honest, in my neighborhood, I hear a lot of break-ins for stupid stuff, uh, kids' toys, but then there's electronics in some cars. There are things sitting in the car. The thief breaks the window and uh, breaks in, and I, I just think that's awful. But years and years ago, you taught me this great trick, and uh, I want to tell everybody so they can keep their stuff safe. Um, we, we might have to change – like. Uh, Modernize it a little bit, but do you remember what you told me? No, I don't. I'm very, very curious. Uh, uh, I I can't remember what it was, and I don't know if I do it now even. Well, I don't think... Let everybody know what it is, Terry. Oh, I I definitely will, because this was a great idea. And to this day, I still kind of like do it on different ways. Okay, so what you told me was whatever your thing is, and you don't want people to see it, and you know, got the clear windows... And it's in the car. Find a bowling bag, and the more oh, okay. disgusting, old it looks, the better. And you put your stuff in there, and nobody thinks about it. And I thought that was brilliant. And to this day, I still do that. Now they have these speaker bags. I used to uh, not put speakers in bags as an entertainer, and they would get all chewed up. And I thought, oh, why pay for a bag? I mean, these bags were expensive. Now, if you get the brand name bag for a speaker, it's very, very expensive. But you can buy a 
a uh, off-brand or a just a non-name brand bag. It fits the speaker perfectly, but then you don't know what it is. Because if you have this speaker saying, hey, look at this awesome speaker on your bag, these are going to go, hey, look at this. Now, if your bag just says, I don't know, Gator or, you know, Georgetown or just something nondescript, people don't know what it is, and you definitely are safer that way. So I kind of still do that to this day. Yeah, I, I remember that one. In fact, while you were talking, I was thinking of that same thing because uh, I'm not sure if I did it or I, I read about it, but someone put a computer or something in their bowling ball bag and just put it down at the airport and watch people go past and say, oh, look, at someone lost their bowling ball, and they, they wouldn't even pay attention to it. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's, that, that I remember, and I would put microphones and other things in my bowling ball bag, and you can get bowling ball bags quite easily at garage sales because people sell them all the time and, and they don't want them. Although the new bowling bags are, are high-tech now. They're very fancy. They have places for shoes and the wax and the rugs. I mean, not rug, but cloth Rags, and all that. sure, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you want to get one of the older bowling bags because they'd probably be beat up, more beat up too. And I remember you, Eric, when you bought your first van, I said to you, well, put your name on the side, DJ, et cetera, et cetera. Make it very colorful. Make people see it. It's, it's moving advertisement. And you said, no, because do that because people know that I have expensive equipment in there and they will break in there because they're hoping that the equipment is in there and not just someplace else. So good for you also. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, the page taken from the Book of Osho. I mean, it, it just makes sense. Why go through that headache? Plus, your your stuff that it's the, that it's in is um, uh, protected, and it's uh, camouflage. It's camouflage. It's it's urban mm-hmm. camouflage. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, right in plain sight. Oh, there you go. Urban camouflage in right in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah, you you say, hey, look at my stuff. People are going to look at your stuff, and sometimes you don't want people. Oh, there was one great thing in your TikTok. (laughs) Your TikTok, once again, a guy sitting in his car, and he's videotaping. Why he was videotaping, I don't know. Guy comes up from a Kmart. He's, like, sitting around the little merry-go-round that they have for the kids there. Goes up to his door, checks all his doors as he's in the car, but he couldn't see him because it was tinted. And that guy was going to steal his car or go in the car and see what he could take. And the guy got it on, on, on his phone. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. You know, you, you don't see that happening all the time. No. So I, let's just say that it was $91,000 in pennies. Now, <laughs> we, I think that what he did if it with the ninety nine hundred and fifteen dollars is pretty much what I think you would do. Am I right on that? Because you don't want to pay somebody, pay, you don't want to pay somebody to clean it, right? I mean, you're just sitting there and you just clean them, right? Yeah, I mean, he apparently, I'm just guessing this. He apparently doesn't have a job, so that would be his job that clean up the penny so it can get paid. Exactly. All right. So let's say it was nine hundred fifteen thousand dollars with the pennies on your oh, driveway. Oh my goodness! You you mentioned a oh. good point. Security. Would you get security? I don't know how you do that because I just I don't know. That would be that would be unreal. Would you get One a gun? <laughs> You'd have to do it with a gun, I would think. But then you might have more than one person. I I don't know. Just way beyond. It's one of those things that are. It's 
it's sort of in outer space right now in my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. I was thinking about that. If it was that kind of money, I would, yeah, definitely have to take care of things. Although, you know, you got to hire somebody and you got to kind of try. I mean, are they going to pick up pennies? I don't think so. I think they honestly would rather do the work and then get a check or cash from you rather than take your pennies. But still, it's kind of a thing. And then they know it's there, especially if you had 915,000 pennies on your driveway. I, I still think that's a whole lot too because it, it's just just a whole lot. It's that that really lets you know that pennies aren't that valuable anymore because you have all this money sitting on your driveway or wherever, and you really can't do anything with it. It's sort of like worthless to you because it's sitting there and it's such a big chore to get it together. It's not worth the chore. Uh, Oh, I. You know what? Maybe, maybe he would try to sell the pennies and have people come in and take so many pennies and give them a dollar. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just an I interesting. Know, you know, it takes a long time to get nine hundred fifteen dollars, let alone nine hundred thousand dollars. Especially on your driveway. <laughs> I would yeah. not want to deal with your driveway and try no. to pick that stuff up. That would be crazy. Or if they dumped them in the grass. Oh, man, even worse. And then, Oh, no, don't even start there because then people who've, you know, when you when you do regular lawnmower, it might suck them up and ruin that lawnmower. Oh, geez. Yeah, when we uh, do target practice out here, the shells are ejected into the grass, and we, we have a hard time finding them. We... Uh, we, we can't even see them. The shells are gone, and they're about the size of any some of them. And the lawnmower doesn't bother because we're cutting about three inches higher, and they, they get all the way down to the ground. But oh, I was thinking, you know, uh, get a get a magnet and pick them up, but a magnet won't touch them at all. And a good thing about that is that someone, a thief of some kind, could come in with a big magnet and just keep on picking them up with a magnet. And I was thinking that'd be a good way to clean them up, but that won't work. Right. Oh, and speaking, since we um, are talking about money and that kind of thing where pennies, almost pennies are almost like dust. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. there's there's no value, but they're there. And it's funny that you mentioned that because you brought up another point for Bitcoin and digital currencies. You do get money left over sometimes when you do exchanges. What do you do? Well, now these places are getting smart. Your digital pennies, they'll take them, or actually they'll give them back to you, of course, for a fee, but they'll take that dust, and then you will uh, get that in another token, so it's worth more. So your, so his 91, so think of it this way, his $915 worth of pennies, which is just a mess, in the digital world, he could just do a, press a button, it all gets collected, and they give it in like dollar bills. I mean, isn't that amazing? That's another mm-hmm. – you just made another point for cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin in general. Look at you. Well, I, I can really see a good place for cryptocurrency because it's sort of like a, a credit card. You don't have to carry money around. You just give the number. And uh, I don't know how easy it is to steal crypto money from someone else, but it seems like it's a lot harder to steal. I know nothing about it, so I really can't oh my gosh. anything about it. Can I interrupt you for one second? You just made another great point. We were just talking about in plain sight. Yeah. Well, Eric, you can interrupt me because you just did, so that's okay. 
I know. I, it's just so important. <laughs> you made a great point. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, you, you, you mentioned, we said put things in plain sight, make it where you can't see where that money is. You could have your money right in front of somebody, but nobody knows where that crypto is. You might have it on a hard wallet. You might have it on your telephone. You might have it on your computer. But once again, we talk about computer. There's so many parts to it. You don't know what program it's under. You don't know where it is. So once again, another secure for security crypto wins again you are making all these points for crypto good for you well i i sort of believe it may be the the monetary way we work in the future but for right now i don't think it's going to work out for a long time because i, I just see so much work that goes into it and so many other problems going on in the united states hopefully we'll make some some money on it if we can and another thing i think Am I right? And I don't know this for sure. Is isn't China really strong in the crypto money? <laughs> yes, China and Japan are going f- full force forward, and Americans are going. Uh, what should we? Well, let's look at it for a while. They have all these ETFs they want to open up in this country, and they get 128 days or something, and then they can either say yes, no, or they renew it or extend it. And normally in America, guess what we do. We extended. extended. Yeah, extended yeah. because there's so many people. That's the thing about China and Japan, you know, these dictatorships. There's one guy. You know, we're going to do it and you're going to do it <laughs> instead of what we do here in America. Yeah. Well, here's a scenario. The Chinese are over there and they're selling crypto to whatever, whoever, the whole world, so to speak. And they get all this cash and they give the guy a Bitcoin. And they have all this cash, and they're building up the cash, and the cash, and the cash, and the cash. They're building it all up. Now, here in the United States, we're giving all the all the Bitcoin people our cash. We're giving cash, cash, cash. Now, the people in the United States won't have any cash. They'll just have a crypto. People in China will have all the cash, and and they'll be able to amass a great big war fund or whatever to go oh, ahead and no. invade us because we don't have the cash. We have crypto. They have the cash, and so they can buy things from any place in the world. What about that scenario? That's a, that's a great scenario, except um, this guy yesterday I talked to was mentioning about money. We're never going to run out because we're just going to keep on printing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. yeah it was yeah. you. you. And you made I a good know, point. Yeah. You're like, well, never, don't worry. Oh, we need more money. Okay, we'll just print some. No problem. Yeah, it's, it's no different than a counterfeit person printing up the money. He's printing it up, printing it up, and going out and selling until he gets caught. And uh, the government's going to keep on selling and selling. They're just making counterfeit money now. They, it's just a piece of paper printed on special with special ink and paper. That's right. And now you just made another point for crypto. Once again, there's limited supply. We talked about that. Can they change it in the future? Yeah, I guess they might be able to. But right now, and even with the number two, uh, coin, which is Ethereum, they're t- before they were printing, it, printing, they were minting it, minting it, and there's a lot of Ethereum out there right now. But there's so much being used for decentral, uh, centralized finance and for NFTs, which is just this thing is blowing up. Anyway, um, they're talking. They have a new plan where they're going to start burning. They call it burning tokens. So the the amount of of Ethereum is going to go down, and they'll get more valuable. So they're doing the smart thing, and not making it print, 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 or mint, mint, mint as much as you can um, with uh, with the new money. So I think that's why the new money is going to be valuable. The old money is going to be worth 
fiddly squat. But I think as long as people will buy a Bitcoin, they're going to keep on mining them. Because if I could make something here in my house and people keep on buying it, giving me cash, I'm going to keep on making it. Uh, I'm not going to stop and say, oh, no more, no more, go away. I don't want your money, go away. They, they will modify it and start to make more. You know, I'm, I'm sure. That's my feeling anyhow. I don't know. That is a great point, and that, that'll be some time in the future, so we don't have to worry about that right now. And right now, I just want to let you know that now, at this point, countries are thinking about getting into crypto for their pension funds and their coffers. They're actually getting into Bitcoin. I think one country did. I don't know if it was Singapore or somebody did it, and other ones are looking into it. It's interesting. You're talking about China again. Yeah. Yep, I, they're way into it, and we have got to get on the on board. We've got to wake up. If you're in the U.S., man, wake those politicians up. Crypto, crypto, buy Bitcoin. It sort of seems like, though, it's like in the olden days, you would buy shares to a gold mine, and you buy the shares and buy the shares and buy the shares, and a gold mine goes under, and your shares are worth nothing. And it, uh that could be the same with Bitcoin. We're going to give you Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin instead of money, and then the Bitcoin goes away and you don't have anything. Well, the only thing I have to say about that, that I feel good, and, and this is pretty much Bitcoin and a little bit of Ethereum, mostly the guys with the money, the billionaires who cry when they actually lose because they're not used to losing because mm -hmm. they, the, it's rigged, they're buying Bitcoin. So if I'm doing what the billionaires are doing or the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, is doing, I'm feeling pretty good about it. They are buying Bitcoin. I was thinking about this the other day. We talked about where did Elon Musk get all his money. I think he got all his money selling Bitcoins and then people give him cash. And so he, he amounted up millions of dollars for selling bitcoins he doesn't sell bitcoin he sells cars he doesn't sell but bitcoin he might, he might hire people to make bitcoins and then he sells them and he makes his money that way he hasn't sold that many cars has he to be a multi-billionaire yeah you're right a lot of it i think is uh government backed with um because of energy helping out the environment and stuff but that's smart anytime you can get big farm or or the government to pay you money Hey, all right. More power to you. Yeah, like the war over in Iraq. One of the reasons I think they're not stopping because we have all that equipment over there. We have thousands of trucks and airplanes and, and jeeps and, and whatever. They have oil trucks and all kinds of things. They just can't stop a war and leave billions of dollars of material over there for those people to fight with. And so we have to keep an eye on our, our material and our trucks and our jeeps and that so that we don't lose all of that. But we're going to lose it anyhow in the, in, the, in the future. And maybe Elon Musk is making trucks and cars for the government, and he's getting money that way. Because you look at some of those trucks and some of the equipment that's, that's over there, and it's unreal. They're, they're thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for a truck or, or one of those uh, pieces of equipment, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And the, right, yes, yeah. definitely. Well, I guess they – and then that was interesting how they stopped Humvees, and now there's another – company they're buying from getting a yeah. different yeah yeah all the and those are i wonder if they just like kind of just dump them because you really can't sell military grade stuff to civilians 
So the, yeah, they probably dump all that. All that money's probably gone. You, you remember the? You probably too young for this. The Army Navy stores. You could buy jeeps, and they they were very cheap. You could buy anything that the military made. Uh, the pawn shop once in a while uh, on the Pawn Stars uh, on the television. Yeah. Once in a while, someone comes in. They come in with a bomb or or a bomb site or all kinds of stuff. And yeah, you could really buy everything at the Army Navy stores. Everything that they made for the government back then, they made everything for the government. All the way from jeeps, I think you could even buy a tank. Uh, Last man standing bought a tank, if you remember that <laughs> television show. Wow! And, and they got him in front of the uh, uh, American Legion halls, a tank or a gun or whatever. There. Oh, and Andy Griffith had a motorcycle. If you remember that one with the sidecar. Hmm. I don't remember that, but I'm sure it happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barney bought a, a motorcycle to go around and, and look at cars. I mean, he'll give tickets and all of that. And it was really a great, uh, great episode. It's, it was funny. Yeah, it sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's happening. Bitcoin's back on its way up. Um, I think uh, as more and more institutions and governments put money into it, there's going to be a wall of money. It's going to be a good thing. And, uh, well, I just want to talk to you about that a little bit on today's show. So thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, it was so much fun today. It was, wasn't it? Good time. Yes, it's, it was. It's I, fun I to talk about money. Are. I hope our listeners enjoyed as much as we did. Yeah, I was going to actually put in that money sucks because you have to kind of suck up those pennies. So it's going to kind of put a different kind of money suck we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Vacuum cleaner of some kind. Get it all up. In the... There are vacuum cleaners that will pick up pennies. Yes, I, I bet there are. I bet there are. All right, everybody. I'm Eric Hudzik. I've been on the line with Osho. Thanks a lot for hanging out. And remember, Terry Finnegan is a nice, nice guy who put this music together to let us uh, uh, an outro. So thanks, everybody, and we'll see you later. <laughs>